Up World. It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. We're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. If you're listening to the show, please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. That's 2,000 subscribers by New Year's. So if you're listening, go subscribe. I'd appreciate it. In today's show, oh, (laughs) y'all, the Blazers lose again, 113-103, their seventh consecutive loss. They've lost 10 of their last 11, their one win coming over the Detroit Pistons, the only team in the NBA with a longer losing streak. Shout out to Detroit's 12-game losing streak. The Blazers have lost six straight home games. And this one, on the second night of a back-to-back, where they were competitive against the Suns the night before, they just let it get away from them. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about where it went wrong and kind of um, revisited a classic stat from a locked on blazers past and then we'll close out the show with western conference tiers seeing where all the teams in the west stack up and kind of as the blazers are on this skid and as the blazers season seems to be slipping away from them a little bit kind of where they stack up in the west but first let's do what we do at this time the fastest recap in the west blazers lose 113 103 and it didn't start great uh blazers committed 10 turnovers in the first quarter and trailed by as many as 16 points went into the quarter breakdown 24-19 uh 10 turnovers 19 total points and a 16 point deficit all in the first quarter yikes it didn't really stay that bad um Blazers were more competitive in the second quarter, went into halftime only down eight, 55-47. Quite frankly, uninspiring first half, but to be only down eight, put the Blazers in a pretty good spot, and they took advantage of that pretty good spot. A 23-11 run to open the third quarter, and they built a, a like a real-life, real-live lead. They were up 78-68, a 10-point advantage. They bounced back in the third quarter. I thought they played a really, um, you know, they came out sharper in the third quarter, more just more matching physicality. Um, Nurk, who missed uh, some of the first half with some foul trouble, came back in. I thought he played really well to kind of help the Blazers set the tone in that third quarter. They're up 10 with three minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter. They go into the fourth only up two. The lead kind of slips away. More on that in a moment. And then, peace out. 14-zip Grizzlies run to open the fourth quarter. Seals the game. Dylan Brooks hits a three-pointer with eight minutes and 53 seconds left. Grizzlies are up 90-42. That's your freaking ball game. That's a 26-4 run in less than seven minutes. Peace out. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose 113-103 that's as good as i got for you (laughs) that's that's your real fastest recap in the west is that sound um norman powell leads the blazers with 25 points added six boards and five assists had two steals and two blocks pack in the box score for norman powell who was uh, the base the blazers uh maybe the blazers best offensive player in this one but it was really damien lord again more on that in a moment every simon's 22 points off the bench got hot late after kind of a slow start to this one damien lord uh, shot pretty well from three, five of 11, finished with 21 points, five boards, and four assists. But five of 11 from deep, one of 10 from two, including smoking a couple layups down the stretch. Um, one of 10 from two is like, that's not a good sign. Like I said, I thought Nurk had a good game. He finished with 16 points and 12 boards, uh, only committed one foul after halftime. He wasn't, He this was not a bad Nurk night. Um, I thought he was, he was certainly the Blazers' best big in this one. Um, 
it just he, he didn't quite have enough because the Blazers let the game slip away in those final seven minutes. On the other side, Dylan Brooks set the tone for the uh, Grizzlies. Before the game, I asked um, Chauncey Billups, the Grizzlies are now 8-1 and one since John Morant has been out of the lineup with an injury and then entering the uh, COVID health, health and safety protocols. And I asked Chauncey, like, you know, what's what do you see from this team? Like, what? how are they, you know, how have they been so good? How have they gone on this run without their best player? Like, what, what's going on? And he said, you know, I... I think what what people are missing is that Dylan Brooks came back, you know, as as Jaw was, um, you know, as as Jaw was leave, leaving the lineup with an injury, and and now has since been extended absence from the lineup. Like Dylan Brooks came back from his injury and, and rejoined the lineup, and and Chauncey called him his heart and soul. Um, and Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies coach, when I asked, referred to Dylan Brooks as their spirit leader, uh, and he kind of has an ugly box score, six of sixteen, um, you know. 22 points on and, and on 16 shots is not like the the mark of an incredible night. Two of seven from three, you know, one three, and that's a good night shooting. So I don't want to bang on him for like missing a three, but like the box score doesn't leap out to you. But you watch his minutes. Star and soul. He just he they went as he went. He finished with 22. Desmond Bain added 23. Stephen Adams 10 points, 14 rebounds. Jaron Jackson Jr. a rough night for him, but it didn't matter because. Kyle Anderson came off the bench and added 13 points, 11 boards, three assists, three steals, two blocks. Uh, the Grizzlies went a little bit smaller downsized down the stretch without two without two giants and just a normal very big person in Kyle Anderson, who's about 6'10", 6'8", 6'10", but that probably means he's 6'9". This was... The Blazers lost this game when Damian Lord checked out of the, of the lineup with four minutes and 38 seconds in the third quarter. At that point, they're up six. When he comes back in, they're already down five, and they're in midst of this game-changing run. It reminds me of something that we were tracking last season when Yusuf Nurkic and CJ McCollum were down. It was what I call dameless minutes, and it was the minutes that were dameless, the minutes without dame that the Blazers play, and, and typically those would decide their fate because if the Blazers were outscored when Dame was in the game, if he, if he had a bad night, and I don't think Dame had a super good night. Um, he was, like I said, shot the ball well from three, but didn't, didn't really, um, you know, had some, had some early turnover troubles, didn't turn the ball over a bunch, but had a couple bad ones early in that sort of 10 turnover first quarter. Um, and, and didn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't really get into a real rhythm. Although he did, although he did kind of find a shooting stroke with five threes, but you saw it with your, if you watched, you saw it. He, it, this was not Dame at his peak. Um, and like, but, but the point is like, if Dame's really bad and the Blazers get their ass whooped when Dame's in, in the, on the court, it doesn't matter. But they didn't. Instead, in seven minutes in the second half, they lose this game with Dame on the bench. The Dameless minutes typically would determine when the Blazers don't have their full complement, certainly don't have their second best player in CJ McCollum. Like, it'll determine what the outcome is. And tonight it was the absolute biggest factor. Let's talk about those dameless minutes. Let's talk about those nine minutes that he sat. He sat for ten, nine minutes and 58 seconds in this entire game. He sat for, for less than five minutes in the second half and the game it was over. Like it just, it, um, <laughs> it all fell apart. So that's what we'll do in the second segment is talk uh, about those dameless minutes. But first, let me tell you about prize picks. It's just the best fantasy DS DFS prop that there is. Um, it's offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as all the players at the end of the bench. Uh, I've used prize picks. Here's how it works. You, you, you can do it for any sport, but I, I do it for the NBA. 
You get the you download the app on your phone, or you can also do it on the PricePicks.com. You PricePix sets the over under for points or rebounds or assists or made threes. You go through and you you pick players and you pick the over under lines and you say over or under, and it's just you versus the projected odds. It's you're not playing against pros, you're not playing against a big field. It's just you versus what Price Picks chooses, and you you wager. You can say I'm feeling lucky and I'm gonna get all five of my picks right, or you can say oh I'm just gonna get two out of my five, and you can win based on how lucky you're feeling and how many you get right. It's it's really fun. I've really enjoyed doing it. I think you will too. So go to their website, pricepicks.com or download the app. And when you're doing that, use the promo code NBA and you'll get a hundred percent instant match on whatever deposit you make up to a hundred dollars. Um, you can use, you can do mixed sports. You can bet on football and then you can bet on, on the NBA. Um, it's super quick to use. You can put your entries in in about 60 seconds. You can make multiple entries a night if you want to mix and match. It's um, it's a ton of fun. You can get your money quick. It's safe to deposit and quick withdrawals. So go to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. It's PrizePicks, daily fantasy made easy. All right. So we talked fastest recap in the West and the Blazers lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. But this game really shifted in the four minutes and 38 seconds that Damian Lloyd sat out at the end of the third quarter and to open the fourth quarter. Um, Dameless minutes, I uh, kind of explained it in the, in the first segment, but if you're not familiar, it's like just tracking when Dame's on the bench, right? Um, and Dame sat nine, nine minutes and 58 total seconds in this game. And in those 10 minutes, in those nine minutes and 58 seconds, the Blazers were outscored by 23 points. They lost the game by 10 when Damon Lord was plus 13. In 10 minutes, they were outscored by 23. Now, no CJ McCollum. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. ruled out right before the start of tip-off. He was um, ruled out with knee soreness. He was not in the injury report. And then uh, Tony Snell missed the game with personal reasons, and that was updated prior to the game. And uh, Dennis was not on the injury report. And then, like, moments before tip-off, like, as maybe before the national anthem, but... 10 minutes before the game started, uh, you know, whatever Blazers send out an, uh, an update that Dennis Smith Jr. is going to miss the game. So they were missing their other point guard. And I think that's certainly part of it, but 23 points in 10 minutes changed the game and the game, the, 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 the moment that really changed, um, the, the Grizzlies in basically from the moment that the, that the Blazers got up 10 with under four minutes left in the third quarter, they ripped off a 26 to four run changed the game, blew it open. It started while Dame was still in the game, right? Uh, they were up 10. He goes to the bench. They're up six. They're up 80 to 74 with two minutes and 19 seconds in the third quarter. Now Dame had played 47 minutes the night before. Uh, it was, he played every minute of the second half and all of overtime against Phoenix because the Blazers were going for it and really trying to win. And Dame asked to play and Chauncey Billups said, you want to play? I want to trust you. You're my guy. Let's go for it. Um, and he had to answer for it. Billups, you know, reporters, including myself, asked him after the game. We asked him before the game. This was like kind of on Billups' mind, right? And he admitted before the game, like, we'll have to get Dame some rest. His goal is to hit like the 36, 36 minutes with Dame, right? Like a total, like that is a very standard star number. You rest him six minutes in each half. They play 36 minutes. That's that's what stars play in the league. It's a normal number. Uh, 40, is too, 40 is too many. Um, 30, 36, 37, totally normal. Uh, when you drop guys down that 33, 34 range, then they get mad and start looking at their minutes and say, I should play more. Um, so, you know, he says, tonight I'm going to try to play Dame 36 minutes. And 
so instead of letting him run that whole third quarter, he pulls him out. You know, they're playing their they're they they built a lead, they're playing well, but he's but you this is the job of coaching, right? Is to say, like, I gotta trust these other dudes on the team to, that they can execute and they can get us, they can pull us out of this. And so Dame goes to the bench with two minutes and nineteen seconds in the third quarter. He comes back in with nine minutes and fifty-one seconds remaining in the game. That is four minutes and thirty-eight seconds on the bench. Four minutes and thirty-eight seconds on the bench. The Blazers scored two points. They were outscored 11-2 in that stretch. And so from down six, or excuse me, from up six to down five, it's it just, it it's it happens fast. Excuse me, 13-2 uh, is, is the math there. I screwed it up. But like, it's, it, it just was that quick. Five minutes and the Blazers are are totally at, they've now lost touch. And, and, Granted, Dame comes back in the game and, and the Grizzlies score seven more points. Like Dame misses shot. He steps back in the game and misses a misses a little mid-range uh jumper from the left side at like an 18-footer. Um and and Dylan Brooks hits a three and the Grizzlies keep rolling. They score, you know, seven more points after Dame checks in the game and the game's over. So it's not like I'm not saying like if Dame's in the game, none of this happens. But the game kind of it 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 changes in that in that stretch, in those five minutes that that uh, Dame has to sit. And why I set it up by talking about the night before is he has to sit those damn minutes. Um, there's a reason why he played the whole second half and the whole against Phoenix, but like he has to sit. You, you, there's maybe an argument for <laughs> shutting Dame down for a, a much more extended period of time than five minutes, but at the very least, he needs to get his five or six minutes in each half on the bench. And you have to be able to keep keep the boat in the water during those, during those minutes. You cannot sink. And the Blazers sunk. And like I said, no, no, no Dennis Smith Jr., no C.J. McCollum, but that's where Anthony Simons has to take the reins. It's where Norm has to do more than just get downhill and try to score. And it's where Chauncey Billups has to do a better job of getting guys into their spots and what they want to do. And, and, and um, you know, he... Chauncey calls a lot of plays from the sidelines. Um, he in the Phoenix game, he's straight up out there directing traffic and and telling guys, "You go here, you go there." Like if you, um, if you, I don't know if he's visible on the broadcast, but like from my seats, like Chauncey's really out there, putting his stamp on the game, calling a lot of stuff, right? Like getting guys in their spots more so than you ever see in the NBA. Um, really kind of getting in the alignment, and some of that is maybe attacking mismatches. Some of that is just maybe Chauncey Billups' more hands-on approach. Um, all of those things, but like if there's any time for him to be super hands-on and them to get into their stuff, it's when Dame's on the bench. Uh, after this game, Jason Quick of The Athletic, uh, who's going to be on the show tomorrow, he's going to be on Friday's show, he asked Norman Powell if, if, if the team knows the plays. And Norm kind of paused and then politicked a little bit about like, yeah, maybe we do and we, you know, they're on our iPad so we can learn them, but sometimes we don't execute and blah, 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 blah. The answer to me was like, doesn't always feel like it. <laughs> That's what I heard from Norm. That's not what the words he said. But what I heard from Norm is like, shh, sure doesn't always feel like we know the play. It's like, this is, this is why I said like, it's, you never, it's never just players are coaching. I think like the Blazers were missing their point guards and guys to get them in a line. But, um, and, and I don't think Ant got, 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 I don't think Ant really ever does a good job of getting them into into offense Ant can really freaking score though so you could help the coach could help by getting ant into a little bit of a better spot so he can just go get it um and Ant was really good late in this game right like um but he isn't a natural point guard he's not it's not his skill set he's he has not he still hasn't really developed that um you know high level reads and high level um setup stuff but he's really good at scoring that's like the most valuable skill in the league so that's on the coaching staff it's never binary it's never just ant's fault it's never just 
Phillips' fault. It's Ant's, it, it's Ant's lack of skill at one particular thing, because it's all micro skills, means the coaching staff has to do more to help Ant maximize what he's good at. This is like, this is one of those it's everybody's fault moments, but those four minutes and 38 seconds when you're outscored 13-2, that is um, in the midst of a 26-4 run. Like, that's half of it right there, right? Um, in less than seven minutes, the game changes, and five of those minutes, Dame's sitting on the bench, and the offense goes co- just completely ice cold. And they can't get into anything. Um, and 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 because you don't get into anything, you're giving up live rebounds, and you're, giving, you're letting uh, the team run the other way. You commit a couple dumb, dumb turnovers in there, like... You let them get rolling. You let them start to feel it. You get their confidence up. And then all of a sudden you're down 12 with eight minutes left in the game and you're, you're in scramble mode, right? Like then you need to play near perfect or at least you get really hot from deep to have a chance. And, um, you know, the Blazers never, they their offense has not been that at that consistent level where it's like, well, they're terrifying on offense, like which I kind of assume they would be. The Dameless Minutes determine this game, but they determine this game because of what the players and the coaches in the non-Dame minutes did. Um, you need more from Norm in those minutes, and Norm was really good. You need more from Ant in those minutes, and, and Ant was really good. Ant was also minus 29 in this game. I think that's um, that's a little much, but like the the Blazers, you know, Ant is on the court when, when they're, when Dame is sitting, and he had, the Blazers were outscored in, by 29 points in um, in Anthony Simon's minutes in a game they lost by 10. Like that's the Dameless minutes were a nightmare and they're back. There's something we'll track as long as CJ's out. Um, tonight they were really dramatic and you saw them. It's um, and like I said, it's on everybody. And I I think I think Billups needs to own it as much as the players, but I think the players are certainly not without guilt here. Um, you gotta you just they needed more from that bench group. And, and that's, you know, that's, uh, Nas who was out there and Larry Nance who was out there and, uh, and, and Simons and Rocco, like they were playing with some regulars. It wasn't just like it was Nansen. It wasn't just like it was Ant out there by his lonesome with, um, you know, Kelgen Blevins or whatever. Like it's, um, it was a group. It was the group of regulars. It was just the group of regulars that aren't Damian Lord, and they their their offense absolutely sputtered. And I think that falls on them. It falls on you know specifically the backup young guard who's not particularly good at getting the ducks in a row, and Chauncey Billups, who when he recognizes that Ant or Norm aren't that is not their skills, their scores. How do you maximize your scores? How do you call plays and run plays and and if the guys don't know the plays, how do you simplify it and 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 get it so they're getting to what they want to get into? That's a that's a fault of everyone, and it really showed up here. And that's how you lose seven in a row: is that you lack some skills that are necessary, and you lack the coaching to kind of pull out and and maximize the skills you do have. This is how you end up at eleven and eighteen: is that a lot of folks are screwing up. And tonight was a night that a lot of folks screwed up. And Damian Lord wasn't even that good, and they were still plus thirteen <laughs> in his thirty-eight minutes. And the game, and he sits for less than ten minutes in this game, and they still lose by double digits. It is, uh, whew, they're in quite a difficult place. But that's that's enough. I didn't mean to do twenty minutes on this game. I was trying to do something else, but this is kind of where we ended up when I re- when I was organizing the episode. So. Thanks for sticking with me. Let's talk about anything else. What we're going to do to close the show is Western Conference tiers. Let's talk about all 15 teams in the Western Conference, where they stack up in my tiers. It's it's uh, it's sort of a power rankings, except I'm not ranking them. I'm just putting teams in groups. That's what we'll do to close out the show. But before we do that, let me tell you about True Bill. 
It is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, you don't want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people are saving hundreds of dollars when they're switching to Truebill, up to $720 a year. And listen, companies make it hard to cancel subscriptions, so Truebill is just going to make it easy for you. All you do is link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And if it's not one tap, your Truebill concierge will cancel them. So you don't have to. You're paying for a service. It's one tap. Done. And if it's more than one tap, you, you, that's why you're paying money for it. So someone will cancel it for you. It's simple. Um, I have a bunch of digital subscriptions. I'm also someone who has access to this URL right here, which is truebill.com slash MBA. So I went there. I signed up for the free trial. I wanted to check it out. Um, it took me 10 minutes from the moment I, I went to the website, downloaded the app on my phone, um, and uh, put it, linked up my accounts, looked at all of them. From, from the moment I downloaded the apps, the moment I was looking at all my accounts, less than, less than 15 minutes, probably 10 minutes total. Super easy. So maybe it'll work for you. You can start canceling today at truebill.com slash MBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash MBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening, locked on Blazers. We talked about another bad loss for the Blazers. Uh, I'm ready, personally, just between me and you, dear listener, I'm ready to talk about a win. <laughs> it's We're closing in on three weeks without one of those. Um, they've lost a lot, 10 of 11, and that one win was an uninspiring win against the Pistons uh, without Dame. So... I could go for a victory. I could go for a dub. I would love to do one of these podcasts after a win. Um, I I miss those wonderful times. So let's let's move away from the games for a little bit and talk about Western Conference tiers. I've done these in the past and we're going to bring them back. Uh, a listener requested that I bring them back. So I'm bringing them back. That's right. Email me, lockedonblazerspot at gmail.com. Tell me what you want in the show. I'll put it in. This is simple. This request is like days later. We're talking like 72-hour turnaround on, on a simple request. But Western Conference tiers. So we're going through every team in the West, putting them in tiers. It's, it's sort of power ranking, um, but I'm not saying, you know, one, through 15 i'm saying i'm putting them in groups so our first tier we'll go uh we'll go and we'll go from top to bottom because uh spoiler the blazers are towards the bottom uh the top is the three best teams in the west and i don't think um i don't think you can quibble with this golden state phoenix and utah those are the three best teams in the west uh utah is doesn't it was stumbling like struggling a little bit but they've won eight in a row and they're terrifying on offense um they're they're really really good and and that's without jordan clarkson you know six man of the year jordan clarkson he has not shot well this year if jordan clarkson gets to start shooting well uh utah's already terrifying offense will be even more terrifying um they don't have a lot of good defenders but they have their defensive player of the year in the middle they funnel everything to go bear they're terrifying golden state's the best team in the nba they just are. Um, Steph Curry's going to win MVP. Draymond Green's, if if Rudy Gobert doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year, Draymond Green's going to win it. Um, they're great. Phoenix, uh, if they're healthy, when they're healthy, they are, uh, you know, they're a team that played in the, uh, the NBA Finals last year and they sh- and had a 2-0 lead in the Finals and they sure as hell look that good again this year. Those are your, That's your top tier. Your second tier is... Um, 
Memphis and the two LA teams, the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh, th- these are teams that I think are likely to avoid the play-in, but they're not close to that top tier. Like they're not going to be there. I thought the Lakers would be there and they might end up, you know, if we when we update this in a couple weeks here, maybe the Lakers will have climbed their way into that tier, assuming good health. If LeBron plays, they're good. When LeBron doesn't play, they're a nightmare. Um, they also barely beat the Luka Doncic, Doncic list uh, Mavs tonight. No Luka. Lukalis, I think, is maybe the one that I would have stumbled over less. But the Lukalis Mavs tonight, and they they needed OT and a crazy Austin Reeves three-pointer to win. Like, the Lakers aren't... Uh, I thought they were going to be a lot better. The Clippers can't score, but they, no matter what, even without Paul George, that's an elite defensive group. Um... Memphis is, Memphis should not be good, but they've now won eight of nine without John Morant in the lineup. They've they were the worst defense in the league to start the year. They're not that anymore. They're a cha- they're a good defensive team. Desmond Maine is just a, re- a revelation. Jaron Jackson Jr., who was not good against the Blazers tonight, has really kind of figured it out. And Dylan Brooks is their spirit leader, and he he makes them go. That's your second tier: Memphis, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Your third tier is Dallas and Denver. Two teams I don't know what to do with. Um, Denver has the best player in the NBA, maybe the best basketball player in the world, and Nikola Jokic, and yet they're a 500 team. Um, you know, a kajillion injuries and all types of stuff. Um, but I don't think they are likely to leap up too many more tiers. But also, I don't think they're likely to fall down because their floor is just if Jokic is on the court freaking good and and even in the in the minutes where Jokic is not on the court freaking bad but you know you, you can you survive 12 minutes a night it's kind of like the dame stuff um they they're they're there uh dallas i'm not a i'm not i'm just not a believer in dallas i don't i i kind of hate their forward rotation i hate all their their non-luca players not hates that's mean i like dorian finney smith and maxi Kleber. those are two of my favorite role players in the league but like that roster is not good. <laughs> they need one more dude who can dribble that isn't Jalen Brunson, and they don't have it. And so what they are is um, is a team with Luka, a team with Luka Doncic, and he's really good. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the roster, every fourth game when Chris Tapps Porzingis is good, they're a good basketball team. All the other games, um, they are liable to lose to anyone in the league. That's That's kind of who they are. Then there's the weird tier. Um, this, I, I think that's, that's tier three. The weird tier is where you find the Portland Trailblazers. It's Minnesota, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Houston, along with your Portland Trailblazers. Uh, these are teams like some of this group is going to miss the play-in round. Uh, there's eight teams above this group, right? In the top three tiers, I have eight teams. So we're, we're talking about nine and 10. Uh, that means two out of this five team group is going to miss the play in round. And I, I think that's where the Blazers find themselves. Um, you know, I think the Blazers have a better path to make the playoffs than Houston because uh, Houston's so far back. And at some point, Jalen Green's going to come back. And when you play a teenager in the NBA, you're typically bad. So I think Houston is likely to slip um, just by virtue of where they're headed, like as a team, like their plan is this is a developmental year for them. You know, they ripped off a bunch of wins, but at some point they're going to have, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. And, and Jalen Green in the lineup. You play young guys in the league, you're liable to lose. That's just how it works. I think they're likely to slip. San Antonio, good defensive team, terrible offensive team. Sacramento, they're the Kings. Uh, The Minnesota Timberwolves occasionally look incredible and have an elite offense. They went nuts tonight um, shooting from three. Uh, Anthony Edwards hit 10-3. Shout out to Ant, number one, as he calls himself. Um, That they... They can really get it going on offense. Um, they're, They're one of those teams that fluctuates a bunch, you know. 
They won seven of eight, and then they lost five in a row. This is what inconsistent teams do. They belong in this tier because they're inconsistent, and the Blazers belong in this tier too. Um, they're not one, the Blazers are not one of the truly bad teams in the league. They're just not that. That's not what they are. But they're not one of the good teams, right? Like they're not in. They're not on the level of Dallas and Denver. They're not there. They're obviously not in that level of the sort of Memphis. Um, Memphis and the two LA teams like they're just they're just not there could they climb out of this tier yeah yes with health yes but right now they right now they're closer to the tier below than they are to the tier above in my mind the Blazers are scuffling they look bad I mean they just they're just not a good team right now the bottom of the league is two teams New Orleans Pelicans this is a tier five New Orleans Pelicans and the Oklahoma City Thunder not too much explanation here the Pelicans thought they were going to be a team that challenged for the playoffs looks like you know, Zion Williamson could potentially miss the whole year with a foot injury. Uh, the guard play that they thought they were going to replace with Lonzo Ball and Devontae Graham and um, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, they're not particularly good. Thomas Sadoransky has taken a huge step back and he's not particularly good. And when you have, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, Jonas Valanciunas and Brandon Ingram does not a playoff team make. Those are two nice parts. But if you just, if you have a bunch of other subpar contributors, inefficient contributors, um, this is who they are. Uh, they thought they were going to be a team built around a superstar, star, all NBA level talent. Instead, they're a team built around, um, you know, a big Lithuanian center who bombs three pointers and Brandon Ingram, who occasionally looks like a really special offensive talent. That's how you end up down there. They just, they're, they're, um, they are not, they're talent poor down in, in New Orleans and Oklahoma City is intentionally bad. We don't need to spend time on them. Apologies to the homie Ryland styles of over at Locked on Thunder, but like the Thunder are doing this on purpose. They're playing a bunch of young dudes and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander's going to be a superstar in this league, but um, look at their look at who plays each night. They're not they're they're not they're intentionally bad. They're doing this on purpose. Um, no beef with that. Go for it. Stack a million picks. Maybe you get it right. This is probably a good path forward for a team um, in a secondary market who's had to deal with the departures of a bunch of stars. This is as maybe healthy a, healthy a tank job as you can put together, but it is what it is. It's a tank job nonetheless. They belong in this bottom tier. Those are your tiers. That's one through five. We will do this uh, semi-regularly, a couple once a month, maybe more, uh, when it's time to sort of check in on the West. So, uh, like I said, it's... It, this show can be what you want it to be. Email me, send me a nice note at lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com and I will incorporate your requests into the show. That's how malleable I am. I want this, listen, this is for y'all. I, I mean, I, I got the microphone and I'm going to do for the most part what I want, but I do it for y'all. So if you're, if you are a listener who, um, you know, has some feedback, send it to me. I'll try to incorporate it into the show. And sometimes I'll immediately incorporate it into the show, uh, depending on how the schedule works. That is going to do it for this one. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. 2000 subscribers by new year's, uh, the only way we can do that is if you, dear listener, who's this deep into the show listening while the Blazers are on a seven game losing streak, hit the subscribe button. If quite frankly, if you've listened to a half hour of this show at this juncture in the season, you owe it to me. <laughs> so go ahead and smash that subscribe button or go to YouTube, find that subscribe button, and then go ahead and smash that one too. Uh, tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts on YouTube or wherever um, or wherever you're looking for us. Just search Locked on Blazers. You'll find us then. Tomorrow's show, Jason Quick of The Athletic will join the program like we do at this time. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Jason doesn't know this and there's no way he listened to the show, but it's going to, we're going to play some games. I got some games and some trivia for Jason. So it'll be, it'll be an entertaining one. We're not just going to talk about bad basketball. We're going to have a little fun with it. So make sure you join it. Uh, join us, join Jason and myself for that one. 
Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>